Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of the Bird Brothers podcast, where two winged friends talk about an anime that we have previously watched this week. I'm one of your hosts, Falcon, and joining me today is our other terrific host, Mr. Condor. Condor, how are you doing today? Uh, Hello there, Mr. Falcon. I'm doing quite fantastic, and I'm very much looking forward to our discussion today, as this anime that I have recommended is one of my personal favorites. Indeed, and what would that anime particularly be today? Yes, the anime that we will be discussing today shall be, it is called Kenka, I'm sorry, Kekai Sensen, also known as Blood Blockade Battlefront. Nice, it is, I believe, a shonen anime, wouldn't you say? Yes, well, actually, uh, I guess we can get right into it. Um, at first, I didn't really consider it a shonen anime, but I mean, after rewatching it the second time, mm-hmm. I, I have seen a lot of shonen aspects it's considered uh, the genre. It's considered action, comedy, superpower, supernatural, fantasy, and shonen. So mm-hmm. lots of different uh, genres there, but it all makes for such a good series, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say it's a shonen. It's just kind of a light shonen. It's not your typical battle shonen, but I think it's similar enough that it, it definitely fits. I also feel like it might be a little bit slice of life because you just see like day by day activities of these characters, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah, little- I, for sure. Especially through uh, the main character. He doesn't really have powers. So he's kind of more, whenever it focuses on him, it's more of a slice of life show. And when it focuses on the teammates, I feel like it's definitely, that's when it turns more into a shonen. Yes. So anyway, let me read off the synopsis for the lovely yeah, let's, audience. Let's figure out what it's about. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Supersonic monkeys, vampires, talking fishmen, and all sorts of different supernatural monsters living alongside humans. This has been part of daily life in Hell Salem's Lot, formerly known as New York City, for some time now. When a gateway between Earth and the beyond opened three years ago, New Yorkers and creatures from the other dimension alike were trapped in an impenetrable bubble and were forced to live together. Libra is a secret organization composed of eccentrics and superhumans tasked with keeping order in the city and making sure that chaos doesn't spread to the rest of the world. Pursuing photography as a hobby, Leonardo Watch is living a normal life with his parents and sisters. But when he obtains the all-seeing eyes of the gods at the expense of his sister's eyesight, he goes to Hellsdale's lot in order to help her by finding answers about the mysterious powers he's received. He soon runs into Libra, and when Leo unexpectedly joins their ranks, he gets more than that than what he bargained for. Kekai Sensen follows Leo's misadventures in the strongest in the strangest place on Earth with his equally strange comrades as the ordinary boy unwittingly sees his life take a turn for the extraordinary. Quite a description there, wouldn't you say, Falcon? Very long, very long, yes, uh, but fairly accurate. Uh, essentially, it's uh, modern day New York, but with a bunch of, I wouldn't really say demons, but I guess aliens, like, creatures, aliens, maybe. I'd say creatures. Yeah, creatures, creatures or monsters, I assume would be the best word for it. Uh, they're all the just way, kind of living together. Yes, they're kind of just all living together, you know, co coexisting. Mm-hmm. Who thought it would work? I guess it works in this series. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a, that's a weird thing that I thought about because it's only been three years. But yet, like, you never really see much, like, racism or anything. It's just kind of like, yeah, they're here now. Well, all right, it's whatever. Except for maybe one episode a little bit. But it, it was kind of weird. It's just like, yeah, they're here. They've only been here three years. But it, it's been like, they, 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 like they've been here forever, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's just it's just a natural part of life in Hell Salem's Lot, you know? Yeah. Um. So this series was actually created by Yasuhiro Naito. Or Naito, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that right. 
that last name correctly. He's also the creator of Trigun, which is a very famous old anime. Yeah, definitely, definitely a well-known classic at this point. The manga was this series was originally a manga. The manga came out in 2009, and it only became an anime adaption in 2015. Uh, there is also a season two, but for this podcast, we will only be discussing the first season. Mm-hmm. So don't worry if you've only watched the first one. Nothing will be said. Nothing will be two. said. That's right. That is correct, Falcon. All right. So that is the basic uh, synopsis of the story. Um, but I do feel like since this is a good mix of a shonen and a slice of life, the characters matter a lot. Uh, and of course, our main character is a young lad by the name of Leonardo Watch, uh, who has the uh, eyes of the all-seeing god of all things. Yes, which basically means he is probably with the strongest eyes in any anime you could think of. Well, even probably even better than Naruto, than Naruto. eyes. That's not the stronger than Naruto eyes. That's not the Bakugan. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so Leo, I guess, is pretty much just your typical normal human, uh, just with crazy eyes uh, that can see really weird things, I guess. Uh, Leo is definitely it? the most normalist character you could ever find in any series. He's completely mm-hmm. normal. That's that's his that's his gimmick. He's supposed to be the normal character. Yeah, and he's surrounded in this in this town with the most unnormal things ever. Like, mm-hmm. it's completely crazy, and he, he's here the most normalist person of all, but that's not such a bad thing for our, our main character. He no, is a really. very gentle soul who always th- thinks of his friends and his loved ones first, no matter what. He's definitely, I would definitely say he's main character material, in my opinion, for that thing, regardless, considering the anime he's in. Mm-hmm. So it's, he has a pretty good quality. Real quick, I actually want to just explain the powers of the all-seeing eyes of the gods. Go for it. Um, so basically, the wiki I describes, there is three things. He, he has this thing called plain eyeballs, and it says Leo induces nauseating hallucinations on his opponents. Uh, basically, um, as you saw, I think it was in episode two, he used that in that scene when he got mm-hmm. kidnapped. Yeah. And he used that to basically make everyone's visions crazy. The next ability is vision transmission. Leo projects what he sees into the minds of others, effectively sharing his sight with them. So basically, as that mentions, he could basically, if I say I'm staring at this wall right here, I could make Falcon also be looking at the same wall Mm -hmm. I'm looking at right now. And the last one that's listed is vision shuffle. Leo alters the visions of those around him by shuffling their field of visions, which basically, you know, I guess that would basically mean just being like, oh God, what's happening? Whoa. it's, It's a little confusing, but pretty op and he could basically something that the weekend does not mention is from what we've seen from the show is that he could basically look in spots that other people wouldn't be able to see especially in the first episode which is probably one of my favorite moments as well we'll get to more more on that later but overall leo is a pretty great character i really love him probably again bias main character bias but he's probably my favorite character in the show He's definitely not bad. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, his motivation for being in Hellsalum lot, or is that something we want to refer about later? Oh, you can talk about it now. Yeah. So, as I mentioned in the synopsis, uh, Leo is basically going to Hellsalum's lot to find a way to help his sister, who, uh, who by the way, is also crippled. Uh, she cannot walk on her legs, and she's in a wheelchair. When wheel, 
wheelchair. God, why was that so hard? <laughs> it, it's a, it's she, a morning. She's in the she's in a wheelchair, and uh, she had to give up her vision for uh, more like she. So basically, there's this giant god. I forget its name because it's a really complicated, weird, weird freaking name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, one of you, he's like, okay, who wants the guys of the gods? But one of you is gonna have to give up your vision. And Leah wanted to basically do it for his sister, but he literally panicked. Like he actually was like freaking out and panicking. So his sister was the one who who's, took the ball to the plate and said, oh, here, take my eyes. So basically she sacrificed her vision to give Leo the special ability that makes him very special. Mm-hmm. And he definitely feels really bad about that. Feels like he is a terrible person. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. So he, he kind of <laughs> ventures to uh, Hillsdale a lot to try to find a way to help her but also to try and determine whether he is actually a good person or not. That's true. He, that, that, is, that is actually one of the main reasons why I love this show, but more on that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we should move on to some of the side characters. Let's actually start with, let's start with Zap. How about Zap? Zap? Okay. He's definitely the most prevalent of the side characters. Uh, Zap is one of the members of Libra and really the first one I believe we get introduced to in the show. Uh, he mistakes Leo as one of their new recruits. Uh, and mm-hmm. kind of drags him to the office um, since he didn't meet up at the correct uh, meetup location during an attack. Um, and that's how he kind of gets roped in. Uh, Zap very much is... Uh, he's vulgar. He, he's, he's very vulgar. He's vulgar. Uh, a ladies' man. The uh, ladies' man. also kind of the slacker of the group. Or, I don't know, slacker. He's not very serious. He's the more uh, comical member, comedic relief of the group, I would say. Uh, he's always trying to assassinate their chief as well, just to prove that he's stronger than he, uh, the the chief is. Uh, and he also uses, is it the Big Dipper style for battle? He does use the Big Dipper style. So real quick, as the title mentions, Blood Blockade Battlefront, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the main characters, other than the main character itself, fight with their blood. So they use like blood abilities to fight. So as we mentioned, Zap uses this thing called Big Dipper. I guess it has multiple forms and styles. So one of them, he has like a sword. And in one episode, he uses his blood to like track Leo like all across the whole city. It's mm-hmm. completely crazy and wild and such a really good use of the power, in my opinion. Wouldn't you say, Falcon? Yeah. I mean, he kind of effectively just put like a tracer on him somewhat. Uh, but they were able to track that down to save Leo from being kidnapped. Mm-hmm essentially, which was very helpful. Very helpful. Very good. Very quick thinking on his part. Very good thinking. And it was mm-hmm. also thanks to Leo in that part as well. It was a tag team in a way, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Zap himself is a pretty, you know, he he is, as, I men- as Falcon mentioned, he's a vulgar man. He's a ladies man. But at the end of the day, he really does care about his teammates because he has a lot of pride in his job and a lot of pride in the people who he works with. So overall, he's a really nice character, probably not my favorite, but he is definitely a comedic for the show. Especially even when training Leo, he's essentially stalking Leo all of the first and second episode, just <laughs> randomly jumping him at spots and Leo doesn't understand why until much later it was just preparing him to kind of be on his toes all the time instead of just assuming he's just this normal guy. Now he's part of this, you know, essentially group of superheroes in that world. Uh, yes. so he's trying to prep him for the fact that he could just get jumped any minute once people found out. Yes, uh, so yeah, as, as Falcon mentioned, uh, Libra, the company they work for, is basically a, 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 <clears throat> a secret society that helps protect Hellsalem's lot from the shadows, from like all the big disasters and stuff, because this is a crazy town. So there's crazy things happening at every single moment, you know? Mm-hmm. 
is completely crazy and it makes for such a good nice comedic effect and nice uh, the the best uh unexpected moments always deal with the uh diane's diner that they always frequent uh <laughs> it explodes probably over 10 times throughout the show every time it's shown in the, in the every anime, time probably. something happens where it gets destroyed uh but that was i think that was my favorite recurring gag but uh <laughs> we can talk about those later if we really want to yeah uh, yeah yeah but yeah, Zap's kind of your uh, basic, vulgar, hot-blooded character, but is also the comedic relief, which is a nice change. Yes. Um, I say next we talk about the chief. Let's talk about Mr. Kloss. Mr. Kloss. Ah, uh, yes. So Kloss is the leader of Libra, or I guess the current leader at the moment. He mm-hmm. is a very gentleman type of man who always will do everything to protect his friends as well. Definitely. He definitely has the leader qualities, in my opinion. He's also He also has like a... He's kind of... He doesn't understand things sometimes. Like there's this one scene where he told Zap to do something and Zap said no. And, and Klaus is like, but he said no. And then and then <clears throat> another character's like, oh, but you wouldn't understand the human mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. You're still so short-sighted, Klaus. And Klaus is like, what? <laughs> it's pretty cute to see like this really uh, leader type just being like clueless in some aspects. But overall, Klaus is like the strongest character, probably one of the strongest characters in the show. Uh, especially with his uh, blood type. I forget what it's called, but he has like over like 900 brain grid or something like blood brain grid or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. And he used like over 999 forms, which is crazy. Gonna, we don't see really all quick. of them. We don't see all of them in the in the show, obviously. But he uses like select ones in certain mm-hmm. situations. And overall, Kloss is a pretty good character. What do you think about Kloss there, Falcon? Uh, I think Kloss is actually my favorite character in the show um i just i genuinely really liked his personality his power was really cool and i'm on the wiki and for some reason it's not telling me what his power name is unless i just haven't scrolled down far enough um but yeah he definitely just the way he treats everybody like you said zap tells him no in that one episode and he just assumes zap isn't going to do it and they have to explain to him that no he's going to do it he's just too proud to admit that he's going to do it and you were right um it's right he kinda had it's to brain grid blood battle style okay yeah that's i was i was close <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, that was really cool. We've seen some of his forms. He has the original one shot creates a cross like shuriken. Um, I think he did one that was literally like he just kind of made a grid to catch someone as they were falling from the from the sky. Uh, he can just make random like crosses too that he can use to like shove into things. And he does another thing that we'll mention a little bit later mm-hmm. on when we get to more of like the plot and the spoilery type of stuff. Also, I, I'm actually on the wiki of two for him. You want to know a fun fact for Klaus? Yeah, what's a fun fact about Klaus? He is 28 years old. Hmm. He's so close to your age and he's your favorite character. I'm older than him. <laughs> Oof. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, doesn't look like it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I liked him a lot. He's also very good at chess, which actually is very important. You find out. <laughs> Uh, Who needs children's card games when you have children's chess games to say? Yeah, I mean, Am I right? I mean, it was essentially chess, but it was slightly different. I don't remember what the name was called, uh, but mean, that's actually either. the focal point of an episode <laughs> or two uh, is his skills in chess. Basically, there's like this uh, drug going around called Angel's Dust, and it's making people mm-hmm. go crazy. So uh, Kla- Klaus and uh, this other character go to like this uh, this guy who, who you just have to play a, a game with and he'll give you like any information in the world. He's like all seeing or some stuff. I don't know. And then there's this other guy there. He's from like, what? I think Soviet. Was it from the Soviet? Yeah. He was like a Soviet 
parliament member or something like that. Yeah, and uh, he ends up uh, playing chess. Uh, he loses, and then Klaus comes in, and uh, he's like, I want the information. I also want you to spare that guy's life because he's very important to the nation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's like, okay, we have to play 99 hours of this game. If you survive 99 hours, you get your wishes. Yeah, pretty much the, the drug lord has been known never to be beaten in this chess game. This uh, he'll, guy... he'll give you information as long as you can hold out a certain length of time. So depending on what information you want and how critical it is, he sets different time links that you have to survive in a game against him. Yeah. Uh, they even point out the politicians wanting to win and beat him. And he tells them, like, no, don't try to beat him. Just try to stay in that amount of time. And exactly. I think the politician lost trying to stick out for what was it, like seven hours? It was uh, 10. 10. 10, hours. He gets to like nine hours and like 10 minutes and the guy be- annihilates him. Uh, then Klaus gets in there and, the information he wants plus canceling out the politician's loss was going to be 99 hours of playtime. Uh, it, it. it was really impressive. The son of a gun did it. He did, <laughs> he did it. it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really impressive just to watch how it all went down. It was really, it was really cool. It really shows the tenacity of the leader of Libra and like how far he's willing to go for just some people, a person who doesn't know a person who in fact wanted him dead just for seeing him there in the first place. Mm-hmm. It just shows the quality of the kindness that Klaus is, which makes it also him the shows- perfect leader for Libra. And he also shows his mental fortitude. He was able to withstand 99 hours of a highly strategic game. Uh, it shows his ability under stress and his quick thinking skills as well. Okay. But I think that's really all we can say about Kloss, really. Um, let's go to the, one of the next ones that's introduced first. Let's talk about Chain. Ah, Chain. Yes. Chain actually is a pretty neat character. She is, uh, she's actually a werewolf. I actually the, so i know you probably look confused there <laughs> yeah you know yeah. how in the anime it shows like a little description there mm-hmm. it says werewolf on uh like the like the little word if you go okay. back you'll see it but uh she also has the but i don't think it's like werewolf and what you think where she actually like turns into like a, a mm-hmm. like a, a big werewolf with, when like there's a full moon no i think her power she could turn invisible because of that okay so basically she's like an invisible that's how she like suddenly appears in some scenes like she likes to like she does not like zap at all she hates zap there are scenes where she will literally land on top of zap's Zap's head when he's down it is great for comedy or the the one scene he's out running a truck that's trying to kill him and you just see her standing on a street lamp she's like good luck and he's just like you're not gonna help me and she's like no it's like (laughs) you can outrun it hopefully Uh, we'll see yeah she was she was a lot of fun She's one of those characters that doesn't really do much. She shows up every now and then to help out. Yeah, or to she like doesn't really relay get information. Totally agreed on that. She doesn't really get her time to shine in season no. one. Um, but her power and what she is is pretty cool. And uh, she is a very nice uh, team member of Libra. She does also care about her friends to an extent as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, even including Zap, I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> But she is a yeah. really good, competent member of Libra, and she is a decent character. That's my mm-hmm. opinion on Chain. Really, again, not much to say about her because season one did not really go into much detail about her. No. No, I mean, definitely she even is protective of Leo, too, since he gets paired up with Zap the most. Uh, Zap's kind of like his training member or like mentor, I guess. Uh, she's very protective of him with the Zap, especially. Um, but if push came to shove, she would help out Zap, which she shows... And one of the last episodes, I won't really say what she does, but they wouldn't have succeeded if she wouldn't have uh, been supportive of Zap in that moment. Uh, yep. But it's it was kind of a roundabout supportive way. Um, but like I said, I won't say what, because that's, that's just a fun moment. I don't want to spoil for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we got from her. 
Um, I guess next we could talk about our boy, Steven. <laughs> our boy, Steven, Mr. Iceman. Mr. Iceman. So as yeah. uh, I guess uh, Steven is another member of uh, of Libra. He's mm-hmm. actually a part of this. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a Scar uh, clan. Mm-hmm. It, it said it in his description. It basically, you know, because he has like a scar on his face yeah. as well. Steven is a pretty cool character. Um, he uses his power is a... Uh, ice so i guess he could make his blood turn to ice and freeze his opponents as well it's actually pretty cool i'm not sure if you picked up on this falcon but he actually has a crush on another character in the show i think i know who you're talking about yes uh we'll mention that character later mm-hmm. but uh you know steven's a pretty good character he he i guess he's maybe a bit of the brain of the libra organization because uh in the first episode after they pick up leo he, he's a little bit worried because he's talking to Klaus about saying, oh, we picked up the boy with the all-seeing eyes. It's going to be a little bit troublesome, you know? So he's he's definitely the brain. He likes to think things through for the the crew. But as we mentioned with Shane, he doesn't really get that much time to shine as well. He shows up more, but he seems... I wouldn't even really say he's more the brains. I think he has a part in that. But he seems like he's more the informant or the one who has all the connections outside of the organization. I very much see him being the one who goes and meets people to get help or get information out of them and whatnot. Um, yeah, he otherwise he's there. He comes in to help save the day or to stall people out while the others get there. Um, but otherwise, that's all he really does. Um, His power is really cool. I really yeah. like it. Whenever he used it, it was always a really fun, fun scene. <laughs> uh but yeah otherwise it's about it with him. Uh we should probably go to KK next then. All right, the KK. Topic. So KK, uh, as we mentioned, is the, actually the character who Steven has a crush on, mm-hmm. but it's actually quite funny because KK has a crush on, on a Klaus. Klaus. Mm-hmm. And actually, I forgot to mention this, and it's not really talked about in a season one, but I'll mention it. You know, uh, Shane actually has a crush on Steven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's so many like questions going around in this show. It's like all these dollars questions. But anyway, KK is... Um, a character who got introduced uh, with uh, in the second episode. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the third episode. And uh, she's basically, she has an eye patch. She has blonde hair. She's like a very mature lady. Um, she, she has a crush on Klaus. She uses guns. I think she uses her blood to turn to turn her blood into bullets to shoot out of her gun, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Kind of reminds me of uh, Hinawa from episode, from Fire Force, you know, a little, yeah, a little like that. Instead of using fire, she uses blood. That's super cool. It's always cool to see the different uses you could use w- coming with blood with guns instead of just regular bullets. You know. Mm-hmm. Overall, what do, you, what do you think about KK? She's fine. She she doesn't seem to have much of a personality other than crushing on Klaus and not liking Steven when she's normally paired up with Steven. Uh, I'd say she's probably one of the more like reliable members of the group. Uh, one of the more mature members of the group as well. I would definitely agree with that. Yep. Um, but otherwise, yeah, she kind of shows up, does her thing, and then you don't see her again, um, which is kind of a shame because she should, she could be a lot better. Um, but yeah. Since I did watch season two, I will mention one little thing if you if you, you don't mind. That's fine. She's actually a mother. Okay. <laughs> she actually has her own little episode in season two where. Uh, she, she, she has a kid. She really loves her kid. But anyway, enough about that. I just want to mention that. <laughs> Completely unexpected. Give, him, give more to her character. Uh, um, what's the next character? I guess we could talk about... You want to talk about Zed? Sure, we can talk about Zed. 
So Zed is a fishman uh, guy, and uh, he also uses the Big Dipper style the same as Zap. He's, they were both trained by the same person. He comes in quite late to the anime, like around episode nine, episode yeah, 10. the last like three episodes, I believe. Yes, but he is uh, he's a pretty he's a pretty funny guy. He's he's a pretty cool. Uh, they actually have an episode where they're all going around for trying to find a good place. It's it's Leo, Zap, and Zen. They're all trying to like find a place to eat, and it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, because they they find a place at the start, but Zap's more concerned about hazing Zed than actually finding a place to eat. <laughs> And then everywhere they go after that just does not work out for some reason or another. It was it was definitely funny. One of the more fillery episodes, at least with but, that group of people. But uh, Zed is definitely a character who, again, not much was shown about him, but he's definitely a character who cares about his comrades to a very good extent, as we can see in the last episode when he talks to Leo. Mm-hmm. I feel like he gets as much screen time in the last few episodes as KK and Steven and Chain did throughout the mm-hmm. whole series um so i feel like if we go into season two he'll be way more prevalent i feel like he gets his own episode yeah um but i like him he's very very focused uh he wants to improve as much as he can uh, but he kind of just gets thrown into libra uh their master is just like hey cool <laughs> Here, i'm him. just gonna leave this guy with you guys now have fun later and then just kind of <laughs> bails uh which leaves that a little shocked but uh he did say that zap was his best pupil so I feel like that was more he felt he could learn more from Zap and the Libra group than he could just following the master around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a lot of fun. We didn't get to see him a whole lot. Uh, he seems like he's one of the better fighters of the group. Um, just a little, uh, he just lacks some experience that the rest have. Yes. Um, but definitely looking forward to hearing more about him in the future. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the only character that I can think of we haven't talked about has been Mr. Lucky Abrams. Ah, you want to talk about uh, our friend Lucky Abrams? Lucky Abrams, also so, known as Blitz T. Abrams. Uh, Feel free to take take the take the floor on him. Since I know you like him a lot. Yeah. So Abrams looks like Looker from the Pokemon series uh, for sure. Um, but he is known for having just. I guess you could say it's good luck, but wherever he goes, uh, some sort of tragedy is about to happen, but it narrowly misses him. Uh, so, like, he's coming in because they, he's uh, known to be, like, a vampire hunter. He's one of the greatest vampire hunters, and they think there's some vampire activity. Uh, so they call him and be like, hey, we need you. And he's coming, and he's, like, walking, comes into town, and as soon as he comes into town, planes are crashing all around him, and he sees Zap and Leo, and he's like, Zap, hey! And he just walks across the street and causes a wreck. Like, the wreckage falls on Zap and Leo. And, uh, but yeah, it's he's, he's a lot of fun, uh, but tragedy is always in his wake. Uh, I forgot, what's his actual power called? I actually don't remember. His I actually power. don't know. Uh, even the Wikia says he has yet to display any notable combat ability. I think he, he just might be very informative about vampires which i'll go into Probably. in a second i just want to mention one of my favorite uh his his power or his his whatever you want to call it uh there's literally there it's uh leo zap and uh abrams and they're all on the subway going somewhere and mm-hmm. uh i think no cost is there too and there's literally this monster that's about to like attack the subway and then a meteor just comes out <laughs> of the sky and hits it and zap's like that was a meteor that's not natural why did that just happen <laughs> And Abrams is just like, what do you mean? That happens all the time. And Zap's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, that's, he's just like, yeah, that's, that's normal activity, guys. But uh, so as we mentioned, uh, Abrams is a vampire hunter. That's actually one of the bigger focuses on the show mm-hmm. uh, is that vampires are a thing in the show. And they are evil, completely mm-hmm. evil. 
um basically a lot of the episodes that the main characters are fighting vampires as well they are very tough opponents who can't really be killed you need to seal them which is why a class is around earlier we mentioned uh he has another uh, form which is form 999 which as if he knows the vampire's true name um he can seal them away Mm -hmm. and they're they're i guess they're you know they're sealed they can't do anything and luckily they had no advantage before but now thanks to leo's all-seeing eyes of the gods he can literally look at them or look at a paper and he can find out the names of anybody and it's mm-hmm. completely crazy so thanks to leo they have the advantage over that but yeah the yeah. vampires are more of the bigger f- focus points of the show mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's pretty cool you know it is worth notice noting i didn't notice or remember it from the show but abrams is actually klaus's master so klaus oh. learned all of his skills from abrams actually which i totally overlooked um that's actually kind of cool so he could actually be the strongest one in the show possibly uh, we just don't really see him fight he's just kind of there now he's just he's just kind of there he's not really again he doesn't really do much no. as but uh that's uh he's he's a fun character to be around he has like the good comedy bits as well especially when zap's reacting to everything that happens to him around him mm-hmm. and i guess that's really all the characters we can mention from libra all the others are really just in like one episode and then you don't really see them again. But I do want to talk about two characters real quick. Uh, okay. what, are, what are your thoughts about White? I really liked White. Uh, White was a fun character. Uh, it took a while to really kind of understand what she's about. Uh, so White is a girl who's just in the hospital uh, that Leo meets early on after he got injured during one of their uh, like uh, library missions. Uh, and she introduces herself as a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next couple of times we see her, we only see her with Leo at the hospital. Um, but you find out quickly, she's not actually a ghost. That's just kind of how she views herself. Uh, so that that's kind of like this weird mystery about her the whole time. The reason um, why she's in the hospital is because she has like really bad illness that's mm-hmm. like plaguing her and she can't really do that much. Yeah. She's pretty I much actually, been there the whole time that the since the collapse, I believe, right? She's been there yeah, for the whole three the years. Yes, since the collapse, the whole three years she's been there. Um, uh, the, something the wiki actually mentions that the show doesn't really portray, but it actually shows. Uh, it actually shows mm, White and Leo are dating. Like if you go to yep. like the wiki page for White, it'll say Leo is her her boyfriend and same yeah. uh, white her girlfriend which i didn't really think the show showed that well other than like certain scenes i guess i'm just more yeah. used to them like actually confirming it so but it's yeah, actually only... pretty cool because the relationship is like super close and it's really mm-hmm. sweet they they do confirm it in the sub but they only say it at the very like one of the very last episodes like leo go find your girlfriend and that's the only time they actually like acknowledge that they actually are like a couple together i I actually never took that part as them being together i just thought that whoever said i forget who said that was it was it it was abrams who said that right yeah it was abrams i thought he was just like fooling around you know like he's like go find your girlfriend you young kids that's what i was thinking when he when he thought that but -hmm. i guess you could take that as a way of interpreting that they are actually dating Mm -hmm. if you really think about it the only person to actually meet white from libra was actually just said in episode 11 when uh when uh yeah when, when they were when, when leo was going to see white in the hospital and Zed's like all right take care nice to meet you i don't really yeah. think any of the other characters actually met white if they did it was off screen i don't think we ever had them see her on screen but anyway white's a pretty fun character i actually she she does look pretty cool i like her mm-hmm. like her twin tails it's pretty nice uh she has a lot of cool moments in the show probably one of my more favorite characters as well 
And then the last character I'd like to talk about is her brother, Black. Oh, her twin brother. Her twin brother, which, by the way, fun fact, white and black are voiced by the same person in the Japanese sub. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on Black there, Falcon? Black is fine. Um, I like him overall. We don't really know much about him without doing heavy spoilers for the end of the season. Uh, Essentially, he's met by Leo on a subway at one point, tells him how to how he can view vampires. So Leo can see vampires because they've got this like bright red aura around them that he can crimson see. Crimson aura, yeah. Yeah, this like crimson aura. And he notices it and makes the comment on the subway, oh, I've never seen anyone light up like that before. And he asked him what it meant. And he told him, it's like, oh, it was like a crimson red. He's like, yeah, that means you just saw a vampire. And that's kind of how we know Leo can see vampires. And he tells that to Libra and that's when they realize... <laughs> He can help them with the vampires a lot. Uh, but Black doesn't remember that, or he at least pretends not to remember that. Uh, but he and Leo just kind of have this uh, kind of relationship that forms around them in white. Um, but yeah, I can't really say much else about him without spoiling it too bad. He's fine. We'll I like him. That. Yeah, Black yeah. is a pretty character. He cares about his sister immensely. Mm-hmm. Always there to check up on her at the hospital. He's a very caring person. You know, that's all I can really say about him without getting to spoilers myself. Mm-hmm. And I really, I guess one last character I'd like to mention. Uh, how about the big villain, or not the big villain, or like the villain Femt? I didn't really like him that much. Uh, I mean, he's just kind of, he's what, the Lord of Depravity? The Lord of Depravity, that's right. Yeah, he's so under he's the just, 13 Kings, which yeah. I looked up on the wiki. Yeah, he's, I don't know. It's so weird. Him and Allegura, we're not going to mention Allegura that much, but she's, no. also, she's like the queen of something. But uh, Femt is a pretty... He's just a crazy guy. We really can't yeah, say much about he's him. He's just your stereotypical crazy villain who's just going to do stuff to do it. Like in the first episode, he's the one who causes the like mission or uh, incident that they go to solve. And he does it just because he's bored. He's like, I'm bored. Let's make things interesting. You know, and then he causes like monsters to come and attack people, like, you know, just just to do things to do things. Yeah, um, exactly. He shows up a few times. He's kind of there. Um, I liked him. He was a fine villain, but he's nothing stand out i feel i feel like he's just kind of your typical crazy guy wanting to cause mayhem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess that's really all we could talk about for the characters there's really mm-hmm. not much else to say i think we mainly covered most of them i guess a problem that a lot of the characters do suffer from uh, the side characters other than like leo Klaus, white a zap to an extent a lot of the side characters don't really shine that much mm-hmm. but there's actually a reason for that and i i mean if you'd like i could tell you it right now dear audience and falcon who doesn't know sure let's go for it so i was uh after i finished my rewatch of the anime i was looking for cool like little anime facts like oh what's this so like i went to go look at the page for white and black and i found out that white and black are anime only characters really they are not in the manga huh at all that's interesting yes so basically the universe from the manga is different from the anime so all the scenes where it showed leo doing stuff with libra that's all anime original that's all that's all manga that's all technically technically canon all the things that's white and black that's original to the anime Hmm. and when i found that out i was very surprised and it changed my outlook a lot well not a lot i still really like the show and for what it represents and i'll go into that later when we get to the spoilers but yeah, it surprised me that white and black are anime-only characters. I was actually sh- sh- like shook. I'm like, oh my god. As big of a focus as they have, yeah, I, I would not have expected that at all. I never um, looked into why they made them anime-only characters, just that. I might look into it later, but I'm not entirely sure. 
It would it definitely make me want to read the manga to see how different it is without them in there then. Oh, well, I, I meant the reason why I wanted us to mention Femt because he actually has a bigger focus in the manga. He's more of like the bigger villain mm-hmm. there. He does like a lot more chaos things. But yeah, that's that's crazy. It is crazy. It but is crazy. It is what it is. All right, Mr. Falcon, what shall we be talking about next for this wonderful uh, anime? Well, let's see. Let's talk about some of the music from the show, opening, ending, if there's any Uh, tracks in the middle you would like to talk about as well. Uh. uh, The opening is made by our beautiful, the beautiful band, Bump of Chicken, Mm -hmm. who is really one of my personal favorite bands. They do the song Hello World. I Mm -hmm. really like it a lot. It's a really good song, in my opinion. It has, especially for the opening itself, the visuals are pretty cool. You see, like, Basically, all the characters like everywhere, like doing like their normal things and just Leo doing stuff, and it's just mysterious as well as like that mystery factor. It's a pretty good opening, in my opinion. What about you, oh. Falcon? Yeah, I liked it. It was definitely catchy. Um, it took a time or two for me to really appreciate it, um, but I enjoyed it overall. It did a pretty good job, like you said, I- setting the scene for what the show would be about. I think uh, I'd have to agree with you on that when I, I can't really remember when I first watched it because I watched it years ago, but I feel like it took me a while to love it as well. But you know, the second time watching, I'm like, oh, this is my jam. Let's go. You know, jam the second time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. It did the job. I enjoyed it, uh, but it's nowhere near as good as the ending. The ending Ooh, is perfection. Boy, the ending Ooh. is literally the best ending theme in any anime. You cannot argue against it. If you, no, have you can't. Not, if you have not seen this ending theme, go ahead Go ahead and do yourself a favor. Pause this podcast right now and go watch the ending theme. It is called Sugar Song to Better Step. Please. If, even if you are not an anime fan or you're just watching this just because you're just like, oh, look at these little losers talking about anime. Just go watch memes. this. Go, look at, go watch it right now. It is so good that it even got parodies. People did parodies. They did a Pokemon, two Pokemon parodies, Haikyuu, My Hero, Tokyo Ghoul. There's a JoJo one. There's a Naruto Honestly, if there's lot. an anime that exists, it probably has a parody of this ending. Possibly. Uh, there, there's, a, it, there's a ton. It is really good. The Pokemon ones are some of my favorite parodies of it all. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sugar Song to Bitter Step is definitely one of the better, the best songs I've heard in an anime. I, I just remember going, I think the reason why I watched this anime was because of the ending. Theme. Because of the ending song? Yeah, I yeah. actually think that was the reason why. <laughs> I think I was just watching it one day. I'm like, oh my God. This, this is like the best music I've heard in a long time. I need to watch this show because everyone looks like they're having so much fun. Like they're always like dancing around because they're on like really like nice suits and dresses, having yeah. like a good time partying around. Uh, and it's just like, it's like happy. Oh, this is going to be happy anime. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen the ending before on a, pretty much any YouTube opening or ending compilation list or try not to dance challenge thing. Uh, so when we actually saw it, it's like, oh, this is what that ending's from. Uh, never would have guessed it from what the actual show content is, but uh, definitely nice figuring that out. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and I know you are a big fan of a lot of the music that just played throughout the episodes. Is there any that stick out too well, much for you? I don't remember them off the top of my head because I didn't really get to like looking at the individual ones, but mm-hmm. I just really like when you're like in the middle of an anime and they start playing like a lyrical song, mm-hmm. especially the ones they have. It was kind of like, kind of like classical music, you would say, right? Like a little like, yeah, classical. I, I could, I could agree with that. Like there's this one scene where uh, it was the second episode when Leo got kidnapped and uh, they're literally getting, they're, they're getting in the car to chase it. Right. And literally the music is just like going like, like, it's like, 
planes like super awesomely and the car is going zoom 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 and it's just like super cool and i feel like it mixes really well and there's a lot of scenes like that in the future that uh do things like that i am a big fan of the music i really think it fits well perfectly with a lot of scenes in the anime uh what about you falcon what do you think about the music it was fine i mean i don't remember much about it uh but I, it, it definitely helped heighten the moments um, but i would just i felt it was kind of average anime ost music nothing stand out um, uh, i feel like whenever they have lyrical songs i feel like it, it bumps it up a notch for me you know it's like oh they got they, they put the time to put lyrical songs in here oh th- th- this crap is good this is good quality anime <laughs> i mean it's definitely unusual but yeah it, it, i don't remember it that well so i mean i can't really say it was stand out or that it i loved it because I feel like if I did, I would remember it a lot better. Um, I, I understand that. I mean, like, I think of, like, a show like Clannad. I remember so many, so much of that OST. Like, I can just think of, like, this moment and just hear it playing in my head. I don't have that with uh, Kekai Sensen. Um, I enjoyed it, but I thought it was kind of average, in my opinion. So I guess the only thing we can take from this is the ending theme is the best ever, right? Ending theme is the best ever. And if you uh, <laughs> disagree, uh, you haven't seen it. So go watch it. Exactly. That, yeah. you, you know what they say about people who haven't seen the <laughs> Kekai Setsun ending? They yeah. just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> um, let's see. So I guess this would be a good point to possibly talk about either fights or our favorite moments. which would you rather tackle first so real quick i just want to mention there's actually not that many fights in the anime considering it for being a shonen the only fight i can really remember off the top of my head is the one when they're in the boxing ring and Mm -hmm. then the one in the final one but that only lasts like 30 seconds but i just want to say i just real quick uh the reason why i love kekai sensen so much is uh the main character is the character who is in this world who is like completely crazy and like everyone likes to solve with violence and stuff, but he's just a plain guy and he likes to solve his issues with not using violence. And I thought that was really cool to see that, to see this guy struggling so hard to uh, solve issues without using violence. And honestly, that's part of the reason why I love characters like that. I love seeing mm-hmm. like the weak characters uh, struggle to like get the ending that they really want. It's the main reason why I love ReZero so much, but that's why I really vibe well with Leo a lot. But yeah, there's not really that many fight scenes in the show. Uh, I mean, there's a few more. Uh, you see Zap fighting some in the first and second episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, there's the episode where uh, Abrams is introduced. They went to the uh, Yggdrasil tree to investigate the vampires. And they have to leave because Steven and KK are fighting vampires at the subway. Yes. Um, so there's some of that of them fighting. And then you get there and Abram, not Abrams, uh, Klaus and Zap kind of help fight there as well. Um, there's a few different spots. Uh, the ones from the last episode, the one from where Zed is introduced, there's a couple small fight scenes. But I think the biggest problem with them is they all last a minute or less. They, it's just kind of, they fight and then it's done. I, yeah, and they I move it. on. I, the focus of the anime to me is not really about the fight scenes. It's no. more about the main character and his like struggle to go through everything. Mm-hmm. It's more about his struggle to become a better person or as he feels become a better person. Yes. Um, and so but I guess my the fights are there, fights. but that's not the focus because it's, yeah, they're fighting monsters and vampires, but they're not, that's not the main reason they're doing things. They focus more on the reason why as opposed to them actually fighting. But I guess my final fight scene would probably be the one at the end of the last episode, which I'm not going to go into details now about. Mm-hmm. But I really, I just thought the visuals were really appealing in that moment. It was really cool. Um, 
and it is just visually appealing and it was probably the best fight for me what about you falcon i'd probably agree i think all the fights had really good animation to them uh they all had good effects the animation they all looked really nice they all were just very short um i'm trying to think there's one i liked better i should make this a moment to point out that this anime was uh made by studio bones which is a really good animation oh studio. okay they also did the anime for fundamental alchemist and my hero as well mm-hmm. so very good company you know they did soul leader too as well i think right yes i think they did soul leader i never watched soul leader <laughs> what i we'll have to it. talk about that one at some point i read it i read oh, the better read version <laughs> <laughs> i was like whoa wait i'm surprised uh i've yeah. also never watched death note but i've read death note <laughs> I haven't watched worse. or read Death Note. I, I'm How dare that. you, Falcon? So that came out when I was in high school, and I was very picky as to what I liked in high school. Uh, <laughs> and it was legitimately explained to me this way. It's a show about a guy who has a book who goes around killing people. And I was just like, <laughs> "It's just okay, like, that doesn't oh, seem like it this? interests Bam! me. Yeah, it's like he just has a book he writes on down and kills them, and he just goes around killing people. Uh, so I was high school me it was just like eh, whatever that sounds dumb I don't want to watch it I, I get, uh, now I that I know more of what way. it's about I'm like oh I definitely want to it's just not high on my priority list because I'm so far behind with other stuff as well it's like I'll watch it eventually but I don't know when yes okay so I guess done with being fight scenes we should talk mm-hmm. about our favorite moments I For actually sure. have a lot of favorite moments of uh, a Falcon mm-hmm. you, you go first what's your, what your favorite moments buddy uh so there's do we want to do one each and kind of rotate or do we just want to go all at once we could do one at a time okay so my first moment uh there's a part towards the end i think it's on z's last day part two i think uh they're all standing under klaus zed zap and uh leo are all standing on top of what's like the empire state building uh, or some really tall skyscraper like it uh leo's trying to figure out the vampire's name so that klaus can seal it um but they end up uh, hearing from the other members that uh, they found uh, the the vampire uh, and they need to go. So Z- Zed and Zat just jump off the building and are doing their own landing thing. But just the way it was animated, Klaus just grabs Leo, jumps off the building, just starts making these crosses and just like slamming them into the building and using them to like slow his way down so he doesn't risk killing like leo just the way they animated it like that's the one scene i keep thinking about just whenever i think about the show uh just how they animated it how it looked and then like he lands and you just see like zap and zed doing whatever to get all their way down using their the big dipper style uh that was just a really cool scene i thought they animated really well yes i do remember that scene now that you mentioned it and it really was animated really well it was also really funny to see leo panic he's like what are you doing what is happening yeah, ah! yeah they he's, he's trying to find the name and they're like leo we gotta go how are you he's like i've only got like half of it and they're like oh well too bad and they just grab him and he's freaking out the whole time they're going down uh but yeah uh it was good yeah i think he was still trying to like find the name while he's going down so you still see him like trying to write on the paper whatever he has but I just thought it was really fun, really fun, really cool moment. Yeah, definitely really fun. So one of my favorite moments, uh, not my favorite moment, but uh, my favorite, my one of my favorite moments would be in the first episode where uh, it's literally like, you hear the opening start playing, mm-hmm. right? And Leo has the gun pointing at Sonic, which by the way, Sonic is like the little mascot character of the series. He's like, a he's, really he's a little monkey. monkey. He's a really super fast monkey, pretty cute guy. But basically, uh, the Femt, the Lord of King of Depravity, has this uh, these two like guys. Like, there's one here and one there, and if they combine, uh, I guess really bad chaos will happen. 
So uh, I think it was like they were going to open a portal, so more monsters were going to be like monsters and vampires are going to be able to come in and cause havoc or something like that. Yeah, probably. So because of that, uh, Leo and Zap go off to like try to find the monkey because they find out that the monkey is the the other gate that has to combine with the other thing. And every few seconds, the gate will open, and, like this monster will come out and like start doing this like vicious attack, and. Uh, uh, near the end, Leo has the gun pointed at the monkey. He's about to kill it. He's like panicking, but then he he actually uses his eyes. That's the first time he actually you see him using his eyes in the show, and he realizes that the gate's not actually the monkey itself, but uh, it's actually a flea on the monkey. It's a little flea, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. A flea, yeah, it's a flea. And he literally picks the the flea off, and then Fem's like, ah. That's so normal. Why'd he do that? I'm yeah, just like, he's I like, started what? laughing so hard because it's just like this normal guy solving things through a normal way. And it's just hilarious to see like the villain just like react like that. Like his face, is... his face when he reacted was like, oh, oh my God. Uh, I think it is important <laughs> noting that uh, Sonic is, uh, uh, I think their technical like species is called Sonic Monkey. And they move yes. fast enough that normal people can't see it. So that's also an important part of Leo having the eyes is he can keep up with the Sonic monkey to get the flea off of it. But yeah, he catches it and it's like, oh, what's he going to do to my monkey? It's like, oh, he just took the flea off. Oh, no. Like, who, who would I wasn't planning on people doing that. Why? Did that's he so it? normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a fun moment. He's like, there you go. And then like he and Sonic become best friends after that. Because Sonic was trying to steal his camera, I believe. Yes. That was that was the whole point of the chase was he was trying to get his camera back. because I had pictures of his sister there uh yeah that was a good one especially since that was the very first episode of the show i feel like it's really good if you could pick out a moment like that right from the get-go mm-hmm. to help helps you continue like uh watch it and see more awesome moments definitely definitely what was another favorite moment for you falcon uh all of episode six i love oh episodes. you want to mention I love episode six. character real quick uh, huh? yeah so episode six is the only like pure filler episode of the show the only purpose it really serves is that you get some more world building about how people are viewed. Uh, but there's this character named Nedge who's introduced and I love Nedge to death. He's great. He's this like little mushroom guy uh, who just loves to eat hamburgers. So we meet him. Uh, Leo's just gotten out of, uh, I forgot what it's called, like Johnny Rockets or something. Uh, it's not Johnny Rockets. I think Johnny Rockets is the actual name, but something kind of like that, like a little <laughs> burger like diet. Uh, and, uh, He's carrying burgers to go and take home. And you just see this little mushroom guy, Nedge, run across the street, get hit by an oil tanker, fly across, like fly, gets up. He's just fine. And he just goes and asks Leo if he can eat some of his burger because he just really wants a burger. (laughs) And he just keeps going on about it until finally the people who hit him in the car give him their burger. So he'll shut up and leave them alone because they're behind on a delivery. Um, But you keep seeing like, Leo keeps having to go back to this burger place to get burgers for Libra. And uh, every time he goes, Nedge keeps asking him for burgers. So he finally just ends up building this friendship with Nedge. Uh, But uh, you find out that he gets hit all the time. He doesn't pay attention to surroundings. But since he's a mushroom, they don't have like bones. So he's perfectly fine. He just gets up and whatever, no big deal. Uh, But he also, when he gets hit, he can release these spores that make people forget things. So even have this like really cool conversation at one part about Leo making some comment about his mother. And he's like, well, I know I have a mom, but I don't remember who she is and she doesn't remember me. And you find out it's because he get, if he gets hit or bullied a lot, he releases these spores and he forgets so much stuff as well as everyone who breathes them in. Um, which is kind of a plot point, the oil tanker guys, 
he ends up keep getting hit by the same people and they end up kind of kidnapping him at one part uh and kind of like beating him up and leo kind of finds him to save him uh but it was just this really cool moment and you find out that even uh either he doesn't have money or the people at the burger place are kind of racist it never really explained but when he keeps asking why he always asks leo to get him burgers is because he can't find anybody else who will be willing to go in there and buy a burger for him um and they never really explained if that was just the other like humans and other monsters of Helsalem's lot hate the mushroom people or if it's just no one in the town is nice enough to go in there and buy a burger for him because he for some reason can't um yeah i, I love ned she was great uh if we watch season two, I hope he comes back because he was just a lot of fun. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I really did like that episode too because there's a scene at the end where I guess the guys are like really beating him after they kidnapped him and he's getting like really red, but then they hurt Leo and he like literally explodes. And because of that, uh, Ned and Leo forget each other. They forget each other because they forget mm-hmm. the two weeks of everything that happened. So it's just like, oh, they had such a good friendship and now it's just like all gone and it's really sad. And then literally you see like Leo and he's ordering for the burger place. And he's like, wait a second, why did I order for two? That's so yeah. weird. And then you just see Dej coming around asking for a burger and then the friendship like starts over again. And yeah. it's just like really wholesome. Yeah, he comes place. and asks for a burger and he's just like, well, I did get an extra. So here, go on and have it. But yeah, it was, it was, I just really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Just one of those little characters. Because then one episode doesn't really contribute much, but it was just a nice... Fun Maybe guy. the reason why he can't order food is because he's too short. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that might be. He's really tiny. But uh, yeah. And Leo could just like pick him up and be like, here you go, order some food. <laughs> yeah, they, they never explain why he can't order the food, but uh, that's that's my biggest issue with it. I but, guess uh, another good reason about that is you can show that it could show that humans and uh, the other creatures can have like nice friendships mm-hmm. despite everything. I guess because some people probably be like like looking out and say like, oh, look at all these weird like alien creatures. No one want to be friends with them because when yeah. you think about it, something we didn't mention is there's still like the whole world that's like completely normal. Like only mm-hmm. like Hell Salem's Lot is the crazy one, and everyone yeah. else looks at Hell Salem's Lot like a stupid crazy town. Mm-hmm. And I get they would want to be friends with uh, like the random creatures. So it's really nice to see like the main character being a nice guy and becoming friends with somebody. I really like that. It's a really sweet yeah. moment. What's your uh, your next favorite moment from the show? My next favorite moment, I would have to say, it would be the scene. <laughs> it, was an, it, was, it was Z's longest day, the first one. Uh, it was the first one. And uh, it was when they, they, uh, they cut like half of the vampire off and it was like in like an egg thing. <laughs> and and like the they're like zap's master was there and uh he's like you have like i think he said 10 or 20 seconds to do it right and mm-hmm. uh zap's like i'm never gonna be able to do this what's gonna happen what, what, i can't do this and then and then uh chain's like oh hey because there was this girl that uh zap was like crushing on from like the mm-hmm. burger place I uh, it was kfc he was going to kfc oh yeah the kfc place mm-hmm. and and, and chain was like friends with her and chain's like calling her on the phone like oh hey what you want zap's number you want zap to come over to you right now well he's a little busy right now with work so i really don't think he can and then you see zap getting like all serious he gets like super serious he actually takes him to the vampire just like that and mm-hmm. as soon as he's done he, he goes up the chain and he's like give me her number right now and he takes the phone and, and then it, it ends up that she wasn't actually on the phone no she she <laughs> called just like a number and it's like press four to hear like something options but yeah so he he was crushing on this girl and he was going to kfc like because it, it still had the initials kfc it was like can sulky fried shark in or something like they they just changed the words a little bit mm-hmm. uh but yeah he's going and he, he thinks this girl's really cute so he just keeps going back and he's gained just like a ton of weight 
uh, but he keeps hitting on her, and it turns out she's friends with Chain, and she keeps complaining about this tan guy with white hair who keeps hitting on her, and she pieces together that it's it's Zap. So yeah, he doesn't think he can do this do this, but if he doesn't do it, he dies. But if he does it, then he essentially eliminates the vampire egg from regenerating the vampire. Uh, and so she ends up just like picking up her phone. and It's like, oh yeah, oh you actually want Zap to come like come over to your place? Oh, well, he's kind of in a fight right now. I don't know that he can do it. <laughs> he's either going to, you know, win and then have to go do this other thing or he's just going to die. And so he ends up like tricking him into, into defeating the vampire egg only to find out there was never, the girl never called her at all, which is a fun moment. Yes, that was, that's definitely one of my favorite moments. What's another, one of your favorite moments? Mr. Falcon? Really just any time Diane gets destroyed. That just always brought a smile <laughs> to my face for some reason. Uh, so, so Diane's is the store from the very beginning of that Leo frequents a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, as we mentioned, it's like kind of a recurring joke where it always just like breaks a lot. So it's like pretty funny. I feel bad for them, but uh, you know, you got to do it for the lols. Yeah. And like they even, <laughs> I think in one of the episodes, like Leo, stop bringing weird stuff to our restaurant. It's just like, every time you come, something weird happens. Uh, and I think even like the last time, one of the other people was like, why does it, why again, why is it always us? Like, why, like we just fix this. We actually just fix this. Yeah, stuff. but it's yeah, but that was really any of those moments. Uh, I'm trying to think of the first one. Like, there's just like a monster that like causes a shockwave and the windows blow out. Uh, another time, like a missile or something lands in it. Another one, like cars like flying to like, just really random things, but it always gets destroyed somehow. But it was that was always fun. Hell Salem's Lot is a pretty crazy place to live. Mm-hmm. And I really can't mention my favoriteest moment yet because it's spoiler-worthy. Spoilery. And I'm sure you can think of it very easily. Maybe. But uh, well, I'll mention it when we get to the spoiler part. But other than that, that's really all my favorite moments that point out. What about you? Do you have any more favorite moments, Falcon? Yeah, those are the only ones that have stuck with me a lot. Um, so... Overall, the show has a lot of really a lot of good moments. So I'm sure if you were to go watch it yourself, you'd probably pick out your a few of your own. You'd probably vibe well with some of the characters and their little antics that they get up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I guess next, uh, Condor, do you have any more weeb questions for us? Oh, oh you want a weeb question? Oh, we don't want you? a weeb question. Let's All go. right. I mentioned this, but since the creatures, there's a lot of weird, like different types of creatures and powers in, uh, Kekai Sensen, uh, Falcon, if you were to have a power from the series or not power, I'm sorry. What creature would what you creature? be? What creature would you be from uh, Kekai Sensen? Would you be like a normal human, a superhuman, one of the weird-looking creature things? Mm-hmm. What would you um, choose? So you probably know what my answer is going to be, but you would be wrong. I would actually want to be, uh, like Zed, I'd want to be one of those cool like fish people. That's not what you said the other day! <laughs> I hadn't met Zed yet, okay? <laughs> uh, All right, why would you want to be Zed? I don't know, they just... It had they looked really cool um it looked i just liked it they just looked really neat that's that's really the only reason i think it'd be a lot of fun i mean like being the mushroom guy would be a lot of fun because i could just get hit by whatever and just walk it off uh but it'd also be this really short mushroom guy when i could be this really <laughs> cool fish guy who could actually have a chance in a fight uh so that's probably who i would be what about you what about you condor would you be a human or would you be some crazy person so i i mentioned earlier that uh, you kind of got confused but chain's like a werewolf and she could turn invisible mm-hmm. i'd be something like that because i really think that the, just turning invisible is just pretty cool uh 
just imagine just like there you're fighting an enemy you just turn invisible so now you just have the advantage and he can't see you at all something like that that's the type of whatever creature i don't know if she's i think she might be superhuman so i'd probably just be like a superhuman type of like chain werewolf basically so werewolf yes werewolf all right werewolf i you know and the powers are pretty cool as well uh what, what power would you have i guess i guess we can ask that question what type of power would you have if you were to it's kind of similar to our fire force question with the with the fire mm-hmm. what type of blood power would you want i would probably want klaus's uh blood brain grid or whatever it was called it seems like it'd be the most useful and most adaptable all right that's pretty cool i'd actually want something like we forget we didn't mention this character but his name is dog hummer he basically, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's kind of like Venom in a sense. He kind of, mm-hmm. he kind of has like this blood guy who's like, who could like take over his body and like make him like a super form. I want something like that because it'd be cool to just like turn big and become more powerful. And I have a cool, like little symbiote talking to me the whole time. I would never be lonely. No. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Mr. Falcon, what is next on our list of topics? So that's pretty much all of them, uh, except for if we would recommend it and if there's any spoilers. Oh, so we I guess we should talk about spoilers because there's a lot I want to talk about. Uh, I feel like we should probably do recommendation first. That way, if someone doesn't want to listen to the spoiler talk, they can go on and jet out. That is um, a good point. So uh, would you recommend uh, Blood uh, Blockade Battlefield uh, and to who exactly, if you would? So this is a weird anime. Mm-hmm. It is definitely uh, really out there. I definitely would not recommend it for people trying to get into anime for the first time because you'd definitely be confused with the story because the story is actually very confusing in a lot of ways. So people wouldn't really understand what's going on. In fact, even though I've, this is my second time fully rewatching the series, uh, when I was on the last episode, I was very confused uh even though i knew what was happening it's just like they were all like talking like mysteries all the time it was kind of weird so i feel like you'd have to like really be into anime and understand weird things to like really be able to like the anime but other than that i definitely would recommend it to like an average anime watcher or like a veteran anime watcher in my opinion it'd be pretty cool for anyone to watch in that aspect what about you falcon yeah no i agree um definitely not for a first-time person uh and even even an anime fan, I feel like if you like really kind of weird and out there shows, yeah, sure, why not? Give it a shot. Um, I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, if you don't like anything that can be confusing, then definitely no. There's definitely a ton of points in the show where I was confused for a good while. Still confused about some of it to an extent. Um, if you like kind of fantasy shows or like mysteries and don't mind being confused yeah definitely give it a watch i think you'll enjoy it uh if you're a new person or not really into the whole like mystery aspect no definitely just avoid it it wouldn't be the show for you what would you rate it out of 10 this one's a hard one because i enjoyed it but i didn't really like it i think i'm gonna go for a six it was it was good it was better than average um yeah, there's definitely a lot more flaws with it, I feel like, than I could rate it any higher than that. Now, let me ask you, since I gave you that new information, do you feel like mm-hmm. that has to do with the fact that black and white are anime-only characters? Because, uh, you know, the anime focuses on them quite True. a bit. 
that's actually why because like all the original stuff which everything they do with libra is all mm-hmm. from the manga but everything with yeah. black and white are just anime only do you feel like that might help the help us out for the rating to be a six i definitely think so um because i did feel like at times it was rushed we didn't get enough information on certain aspects um and i do feel like if they left black and white out of it I feel like that wouldn't be a problem. We'd be focusing more on the same group of people, especially since much of a lot of Libra didn't get really any focus or attention because they were giving it to white and black. I definitely feel like that, that would affect it Um, for better, for worse. I don't know. Um, It could be better with black and white in it. I've not read the manga, so I wouldn't really know. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like that definitely attributed to some of the issues I had with it particular but what about you? What what would be your rating? I would give it a seven out of ten because I really love Leo as a main character, and I feel like he mm-hmm. fits his role super well. I, I'm going to talk about it in the spoiler section, but he gets that really good character development mm-hmm. that he rightfully deserves in in the right the best moment possible. But uh, the side characters are great. the 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 comedy is pretty good. The animation is it's beautiful. Uh, but the the story can be quite confusing. Uh, some of the things some things are really not explained very well no and uh, that's it kind of suffers from that a little bit but i'm going to give it a seven out of ten for that aspect all right so there you got it uh that is our opinion on blood blockade battlefront if you go watch the ending theme right now yeah i mean definitely watch the ending theme it's always (laughs) going to be a good time Uh, but if you don't want to hear spoilers now would be the best spot to uh hop out that's all we're really going to be talking about uh for the rest of the podcast uh and you can always keep track of us with our socials on twitter at bird bro pod you can also find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash final falconberry condor is one of my mods and is normally there so if you want to chat with him that's a good place to find us Uh, And if you're going to hop out, hopefully we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and let us know how we did with any comments or suggestions you have. Uh, And with that, let's get into the spoilers. All right. Okay. Spoiler time. So actually I want, my opinion is very biased because I've seen season two. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say season two is kind of same in the aspect of so much of the season one aspect where there's no story and it's just Libra doing random things. Mm-hmm. The only kind of story is the last two episodes, which I won't get into because that's spoilers for you. Mm-hmm. But um, it's basically just like them fighting against like evil things in the, uh, in the evil things in the, the, the town. So I think the reason why they had to add black and white into it was to give the anime an actual sto- overall overarching story. Mm-hmm which season two did not do. And I think that's kind of the reason why I did not like season two as much as I like season one, because I just, I kind of, I really do like the black and white story, even though it is confusing. It's just nice to see a, a story overall. That's, uh, that's just why I, I like, I really like the season one a lot more than season two. So you, it sounds like you'd probably like season two a lot more, especially because some come characters, I know KK gets her own episode, Chain mm-hmm. gets her own episode, uh, the butler. We didn't mention the butler at all. Oh, we didn't mention him at all. The no, fight. He's well, not he's not really not, there. He, he's just kind of like the driver, but yeah, he, gets he, he just own, drove the car every now. And he gets his own episode as well. He's actually quite badass, might okay. I say. Um, and other characters get their own episode. I can't remember off the top of my head because it's been a while. But uh, I just did not really like this, like the random shenanigans of like every single day. I like a coherent story, you know. It's like, it's like if you've watched Hitman Reborn, right? 
Yes. I the beginning of Hitman Reborn for me is quite boring because it's just kind of like random shenanigans happening. I just it's I guess it's a gag show that turns into a shonen later. Like that's I, the whole issue with it. I just like it when it has a story. That's just that's just mm-hmm. for me. If it has a good story, I'll definitely enjoy it. Or if it has like a, a decent a following plot, you know, that's just like over here, over there, over there, over there. Yeah, no. I mean, like I liked the white and black story. I I like you. I prefer Ooh. a good story. Uh, but the fact that a lot of things didn't get answered, a lot of things are very confusing. That's why I was like, I don't know if I would like it better if they were gone or not. I might, or it might have been worse without them there. Like that that's something, you know, I can't really judge on. Um, yeah, like even just like the beginning with uh Leo getting the powers, they didn't it took a while to find out what exactly happened to the sister because the guy's just like, Oh, one of you all gets to see what, you know. You get the vision of the all-seeing God. You get their eyes, but one of you will lose eyesight. And we see Leo freak out and get just like stressed out, doesn't know what to do. So his sister's like, oh, you know, we'll take mine away. But then we don't really know what happens after that. But then like Zap and a couple others like, oh, so you sacrificed your sister so you could, you know, still get this power. And it's like, it didn't seem that way. But did he? He keeps talking about like wanting to talk to the sister, but he's not been writing the sister, like going to see her. So it's like, okay, did she die or did she just lose her sight? And then you find out later on, she just lost her sight. They just never really brought that up. Well, well, hold on a second there, Falcon. Actually, that's that's incorrect. In the beginning of episode one, they have uh, Leo writing a letter to her, his sister and it shows that's all true. the episodes happening, like all the scenes happening from the last episode in it. So, you know, that's she's true, actually. but I, I will agree with you on the aspect where you don't really remember, you don't really see mm-hmm. much or know much about, uh, his sister, whose name is Michelle, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, you don't really know, but that's more explained in season two as well. Because yeah. she's definitely like a focal point of Leo's like personal growth. Yeah, she's hardly ever like shown, except unless like if he's looking through pictures. There's a scene in episode one, and this this is exact. Oh my god, this. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Whoo! Sorry. So, Cla- you know, Leo's all like upset because he just told Zap and Klaus about uh like how what happened with his sister he's like oh i'm pathetic i i gave up right away and Klaus is like you got the speech he's like as long as you keep walking towards the light the human soul will never truly be beaten and mm-hmm. like it inspires leo to go up, out there and like you know solve the issues with the gate right and uh that it inspires leo to you know be a better person and try to work towards being a better person see if mm-hmm. he can and uh then you have the whole thing with white and black so there's this other anime only villain who's uh the king of calamity uh he's mm-hmm. actually um he's actually took over black's body because during the collapse three years ago black and white's mother and father were these magic users who helped make the barrier to contain it and i don't know if you understood this but white actually died there yeah that's where i was very confused that was part of the ending that confused me was like it seemed like they saved her from dying, but then how they explained it sometimes it sounded like she died and they essentially just like it was kept her, her in a state of near death almost. It was their love that kept them alive. I think that's how they explained it, which is kind of a weak way to explain it. Yeah, it was like their love like put a barrier around her heart so that way it wasn't permanently stopping. That but was she was, that was like horrendously sick or whatever. Yeah, but she yeah. was like really sick. Yeah. And uh, you know. So there's like the scene where uh, the King of Calamity uh, needs Leo's eyes to do something. That's something I'm so confused on. I think he uses his eyes to break the barrier more or break the last part of the barrier. And uh, he had all these 
and like the whole like the whole thing was collapsing everyone was going down and you just have femt with all like the zombies oh yeah oh boy yeah zombies here's some mm-hmm. like random animal zombies on halloween it happens on, yeah, halloween, on halloween may i mention <laughs> and uh you know leo has this like device on his eyes and he can't see and then you just have femt coming who's like what the heck's he doing here you know and it's just He's like, you got to go, you can save the world, you can give up. And he's like, hey, you want to play a game? And, you know, Leo doesn't play the game. And again, Femme's like, that's such a normal response. It's great. Yeah. It's just great to see him like saying that, you know? And then you have Leo and he has like the determination to go see what he can do to like stop everything. So he's like running through the city to try to get there. And then you see like all of the other characters like fighting their like battles in the street against the zombies. And then there's a scene where, uh, who was it? It was, it was Zed. It was Zed and Chain. And they were talking to Leo, being like, Leo, you're the most normalist person here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually a bad thing for the city within. But because of how normal you are, it's your kindness and how much you care about the people around you mm-hmm. that really shines the most, you know? And then you keep going. And then you have the other scene with Zap, where he actually one of his eyes breaks. One of uh, Leo's eyes break, which is weird. Yeah, I think that might really be because weird. of over. No, I think that might be because of over usage, which is a possibility. Because he did, he did, was using them quite a bit. And uh, you have a where you have a scene with Zap and Leo, and Zap's and Leo's freaking out. I was like, my, my eye broke. What am I gonna do, Zap? What am I gonna do? And Zap's like, shut up. You're a pride. You're a proud member of Libro. You don't need stuff like that. You're still you, no matter what. Right? Yeah, was it was it him or was it Klaus that said we didn't just accept you because of your eyes, we accept you because of you. That was kind of gives them that. Eleven, yeah, that yeah. was Klaus. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I was thinking like it was that. Klaus, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Zap wouldn't say something like that. <laughs> yeah, Zap would just be like, "Oh, get over it." But yeah, actually, get over yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and you have Leo running. Oh, ooh, getting to my favorite part. Oh my god, and you have Klaus and <laughs> you have Klaus and the King of Calamity, right? So mm-hmm. Klaus goes up because the King of Calamity is like waiting for Leo. And uh, King, the King of Calamity is like, you don't know, you're not the one I'm waiting for. And Klaus is like, but I'm going to fight you regardless. And then you have the scene where like, you have this meteorite falling to hurt uh, the King of Calamity, right? I was a little confused at that part at first, but the actual reason for that was because he was trying to harm himself because the body was still Black's that he was possessing. So he was trying to kill Black's body. So Klaus was like trying to protect him. And that's why the King of Calamity said the line is, you have to protect me from me. Mm-hmm. so that that was a little confusing so then they start fighting which is probably my favorite most beautiful uh fight scene in the anime as i mentioned it was klaus versus uh the king of calamity it only lasts like 30 seconds to a minute oh and by the way there's this this is where the opening starts playing so you know things are going down when it actually happens when you have the full mm-hmm. opening right you know yeah. you know when an anime low-key does something like that it's about to get good it's about to go down what is leo gonna do what was he gonna do right so he literally walks up there he's there he's like that's enough. Stop it. And the King of Calamity was like, what, are you going to kill me with your eyes? He's like, no, because I don't think I have the answer to do something like that. So the next time we ever meet, I'll make sure to give you my answer then, right? And then he uses his mm-hmm. eyes, and he sees that Black is crying there. Like, you can see, he sees, like, there's the King of Calamity, and then there's Black, like, a little, like... Yeah, vision. it's like their, like their personalities will take over. So while the King of Calamity's there, Black's still there. You just can't, he can't really, like, control his body. So, like, he can see... Here's the King of Calamity and what he's thinking, but here's Black off to the side. And then you see and you see Black crying. He's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I want to live, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the scene right here. Leo's speech. Literally the same thing Klaus said, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, the reason why it's so magical is because you have this, this main character who's literally going through all these day-to-day activities, right? He's literally gained hope from all the comrades he's come across. He actually acknowledges that he's finally a good person. So he finally says that speech to White. Where it was just like confused, like, where's white? I don't mm-hmm. get it. Cause at the time you don't know she's the barrier. 
yeah as well because they made her the part of the barrier so she's literally he's literally screaming she's like wait you gotta keep going no matter what your brother hasn't given up so why why did you give up huh and it's just so beautiful and it's just so amazing that's literally one of my favorite anime mm-hmm. moments and any anime ever i really love it and then it's just you have the scene it's like hey white i know your secret you you gotta do thing you gotta do the thing unfortunately right mm-hmm. so she goes up to her brother and he's like her brother's like i don't want to live in a world without you and she's like you're gonna have to unfortunately mm-hmm. because that's just how it is but don't worry everything will be all right and then you know she actually sacrifices herself to restore the barrier mm-hmm. and uh she turns like a little butterfly for him and she kisses leo on the way out which is i didn't i didn't really think of it as a kiss the first time but it actually kind of was as a kiss if you actually kind of look at it mm-hmm. a little bit it's like a little, little peck and uh and then, you know, he goes, Leo goes up to Klaus and Klaus is like, good job, Leo. You, you did a really good job. And Leo gets like really like emotional and crap. And he starts like crying and stuff. And then you have Black who's like, you know, you're our knight. No, he's actually our hero. And then Sonic takes the picture. And then that's when yeah. the, like the anime ends. I really love that moment. Because as I mentioned, uh, Leo, again, he, he doesn't consider himself a good person after what happened no. with his sister. He literally goes to Hell Sales a lot to see if he could become a better person. Mm-hmm. And he literally meets all these characters. He meets Zap, Klaus, Chain, Steven, KK, every one of them. And they all give him the courage and all give him the hope to keep on moving forward and to actually become a better person. And I really, mm-hmm. really love that. And that's part of the reason why I consider this anime to be good because this the anime is about the main character becoming a better person. It's not right. really about the side characters. It's not really about the villains. It's not really about the fight. It's about the self journey to becoming a better person. And right. that's the message I really got from that. And that's why I really like it because you can actually take that as a way saying no matter what happens just don't give up keep trying to keep moving forward and don't ever let anything stop you for sure and he had to kind of realize too he was never a bad person he made a mistake in a really crazy moment that caused everything to happen that didn't mean he was a bad person he just goofed up that one moment he just goofed up yep yeah and that's understandable mm-hmm. what did you think about the uh, final scene falcon i actually really wanted to hear your opinion on that i really liked it i mean it definitely that's the part, especially where you kind of realize that the show's more about Leo and his journey as opposed to everything else. Um, because while it should seem obvious, it's not, especially early on, you're just kind of like, okay, so Leo's there, but he's not really doing much, but we're not seeing the other characters really do anything great either, except for a little short burst. I mean, that's kind of where he finally is just like, has the speech, gives that. That's where it finally kind of clicked about, this is just a story about him and his journey as a person and how to improve himself. Um, But I do think my favorite part of it was, I think it was during the credits. During the credits, you're kind of seeing everybody and what they're doing Mm -hmm. after the battle and whatnot. He finally is able to write the letter to Michelle. And I think he has the line at the end of, I'm I'm really excited to be able to show you finally all the things I've been able to see. Um, Kind of tells her he's not going to be able to see her for a little bit still, but he's found a family in the city that he really belongs with. And that whenever he comes, he's, he's going to have a lot to show her. Which he should be able to do with his eyes. He should be able to like show her what he's seen, I guess. And yeah. we said that was one of the powers. Um, so that, that, that was the moment I think that I finally kind of got it. He's like, look, yeah, I goofed up, but I'm not hating myself anymore. Give me some time and I'll be back. Uh, now let me ask you. Mm-hmm. The final episode of the anime was 46 minutes long. Longer than the average like mm-hmm. anime episode, obviously. Uh, did you feel like tw- 46 minutes to you or did it go by really fast? It definitely felt longer, um, but it didn't feel like it was an hour. 
but there was one part I was like, I, f- I think when you got to like the mid scene where it shows like this screen where it would cut to a commercial and come back, I was like, it feels like I should have seen this by now. <laughs> uh, but like, I wasn't like upset or like bored the whole time. It was just kind of like, oh, I hadn't seen that yet. I thought I had. Okay, well, let's keep going. Let's yeah. keep it chugging. Yeah. Keep chugging. Yep. So actually a fun fact, uh, the final episode of the season one came out a few months after episode 11. I guess they t- took a break to like try to get it all better t- and together, which actually makes sense considering that we know black and white are anime only fans. So they probably had to like mm-hmm. look at all the things and it was still, again, as I mentioned, as much as I love episode 12, it's still very confusing. And it's like a lot of lines that the characters say that like, like what, huh? And yeah. the only reason why I understood what was happening was because I've watched the anime before Falcon here watched it for the first first time so he was probably yeah. a lot more confused than i was you know but overall yeah. i really did like the the overarching story with white and black it's very unfortunate that white had to be sacrificed i always hate animes like that where like the main character's love interest is like sacrificed for like the greater good in the aspect but it had to happen or else yeah. the world would have just well not the world i guess like i have no idea what happens when the barrier oh i think that when the barrier goes away i think it just like can contaminates the rest of the world so they i guess they only kept yeah. in a lot for that reason because it wouldn't be really good for the rest of the world or the rest of the world wouldn't mm-hmm. really like accept it yeah it seemed like it was the collapse wasn't supposed to happen and if they continued the collapse the rest of the world would essentially be destroyed or it, it's not supposed to happen so that's why all the weird things go on in hell Salem's lot so they're able to contain it just to hell Salem's lot so the rest of the world's fine um but yeah that was the whole thing the black was trying to do he was trying to create another collapse to essentially ruin the rest of the world um but they had to i think it was reestablish the barrier uh and they had all the scientists who could create the barrier except for white and that's why they had to track down white which she had to sacrifice herself to be the last member to do it yeah Yeah. it really plays on you emotionally like especially Mm -hmm. i think that's the reason i don't know i actually i have no idea why leo cried out there at the end i think it was just overly emotional probably and the fact that he just lost white and everything that happened Mm -hmm. was still a pretty good scene especially i mean i love that i said that leo doesn't really solve it with violence but he literally headbutted the king of calamity to like use him to use his (laughs) eyes which is completely like it was like completely out of left field i wouldn't really consider it like violence violence it was kind of like a surprise yeah attack in a sense it'd be like if i just snapped at you like that and it was like super close you'd be like oh god it was kind of like that leo just did it to take advantage of him and it worked so but also i feel like that's just something a normal person would do if they've never been in that many fights just be like uh, uh like okay here we go but exactly because headbutting unless you have a really thick head it's not really a good idea no you would hurt yourself more than the other person definitely uh but uh anything else you'd like to mention for spoilers falcon not that not really i think we've covered most of it all right well i guess that's the end of the spoiler discussion mm-hmm. I, again that's probably one of my favorite anime moments because again it's about leo's journey at the end mm-hmm. uh now what were you what are you looking forward to for season two i really can't answer this because i've already watched season two what would you have to look forward to uh i mean definitely just exploring some of the characters more they all seemed very interesting but since we didn't get much development with them uh, the fact you've already kind of said that they kind of focus on like a character in episode That'll be fun. Uh, I would love to see Nedge come back, whether he will or not. He, I don't know. Spoilers, he does. Yes. <laughs> uh, my boy Nedge. I mean, like, if he wasn't in there, I wouldn't complain. He wasn't really that important. Um, but I did like the friendship he and Leo had built up in that episode. Um, and hopefully they were building afterward. Um, but yeah, I would love to see that. Just getting to see the characters more. Hopefully seeing a few more fight scenes. 
Um, because the ones they had were fights. really good and well done. Just we didn't have that many, and they weren't very long. Uh, what, uh, well, I guess you've already seen it, so it doesn't make any sense. But uh, what would excite you to rewatch season two again? Um, I guess just the music mostly because I just mm-hmm. want to see. I don't remember the music from season two, but I, I was actually listening to a soundtrack from it the other day, and I really liked like what I heard. I think it was more like Leo's theme. It was called Tortoise Night. Feel free to give it a listen to. It might be a bit of a spoiler, but not really. Well, that's because his sister called him a, calls him a tortoise yeah. night. They mentioned that yeah. in the show, so it's really nice. It actually has a, like a nice little image on like the YouTube video where it's like a what if scenario for if uh, his sister Michelle got the eyes instead, and he actually she's actually the one working with Libra, and Leo's okay. the one who's blind. It's actually really interesting, and I, I really like the picture. But it's really nice, and I guess there is a. There, I do have a favorite scene in that at the end with Leo, which I don't want to mention because it's spoiler. But I really like it because it just shows Leo, like again, being being a better person and actually standing up for himself. But I can't go into that. But I guess beyond mm-hmm. that, I like to see another story, like another like concrete story. I mean, the season two focuses on the vampires a lot more because again, they're okay. the common enemy, and they're like mostly the main problem. The main problem is the vampires and the king, the king of a depra- depravity. But uh, that's enough about that. Really, don't want to get too much into spoilers for Mister Falcon mm-hmm. here. Anything else you'd like to say as final thoughts? Um, I enjoyed the ride. Uh, like I said, slightly confused for part of it, um, but it was definitely fun. Uh, otherwise, I don't really have any other closing thoughts. What about you, Jim? Definitely, re- definitely rewatching it was uh, a blast to say. I love the music, the op- the ending theme, the opening theme. Hearing the opening and the final theme, the final like part, like he's about to get in the car and the opening starts playing. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, it's something's about to go down when the opening yeah. starts playing. It also happens in the first episode as well when he's about to like shoot Sonic, but he doesn't actually shoot him. But uh, I really like it. I would definitely love to rewatch it again, maybe in a year, year or so. I don't think I'm not a really big fan of season season two, so I probably just keep it to season one only. But if I really wanted to get into the series, I'd probably read the manga, by the way, because the manga has more of the original source material mm-hmm. and stuff. And I guess that's about it. Uh, right. Well, thanks for everybody for tuning in to our second episode of uh, the Bird Brothers podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Falcon, since you are choosing the next topic, what anime shall we be discussing next time? Uh, so first off, I forgot to say it at the very start, uh, but for those of you who are watching, we are now on Spotify as well, uh, which I just now remembered. Uh, we're still waiting on approval from a few other places, uh, so keep tuned for that. Um, but yeah, uh, next week we're talking about uh, a slice of life that I really enjoyed. I don't know of many people who've seen it, uh, but it's called the Kawaii Complex Guide for Manner slash Hostile Behavior. Uh, which is just a really fun 12 episode kind of comedy slice of life show, I guess. And that's what we will be talking about. Um, so once again, you can follow us on Twitter at birdbropod, youtube.com, Bird Brothers Podcast. We're going to have a video discussion up if you want to see our faces. And now Podbean and Spotify for the audio version. We're going to try to keep our schedule to be uploading every Thursday, right, Falcon? Correct. That's every right. Thursday. Every Thursday, we'll be uploading to each of our platforms that we are live at. And by the way, I just want to say thank you for everybody for all the support that you've given us so far with the first episode. A lot more than we both thought, and we're both really happy Mm -hmm. about it. So thank you. We hope that you continue the support, and we hope that you keep enjoying both of us losers talking about weeb stuff. For sure. Uh, So hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. As always, let us know uh, on socials or in comments if there's anything you would like us to cover anything you'd like us to change or if we're just doing a great job and you want to let us know. 
Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned next week for some slice of life goodness. Have a I'm wonderful Falcon. day or night. I'll see you all later. Peace out. <laughs>